0: Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Dimmel. When I first got married, I left my ring at home one time on the kitchen, on the sink, in the bathroom. My wife, I got home, buddy, she was furious. You didn't get that ring, leave it on the bathroom counter. I thought, okay, I'll never forget it again because I don't wear my ring to bed. That's a different story at a different time, but it didn't go well for me, so I don't wear it to bed. About three weeks later, I walk into her bathroom because we don't have joint bathrooms. Guess what's laying in the bathroom? But I didn't tell her. I picked up the ring, stuck them in my pocket. (laughs) A couple weeks went by, never said a word. Ever said, okay, it was what, five days? Come on with, no. <laughs> I'm standing in the kitchen. I will never forget the story. I open the door. I'm thinking about having me some grapes. The purple kind that are real big. And when you take a bite, they squish you in your mouth. She comes in distraught. I don't know what's happened to my rings. I said, you don't. No. What are we going to do? That's the ring that we got married with. I mean, she was pouring herself out, and I went and got them. I said, Do you remember when you told me to wear my ring? Because I was married, and I wasn't on the market. I said, I expect you to wear your rings, too. And I know that you didn't think about it for at least five days. She said, Well, how did you know that? I said, Because I had them in my pocket for five days. Exactly, she's trying to find him first. When God marries you together, it's totally different. Now, I want you to follow me here. You never get outside the ring of God. If you don't understand that, the Bible tells us a lot of things about the ring, the will, the circle of unity. Found, find it in Luke 15, Ezekiel 1, 16, Ezekiel 10 and 9. Talks about the wheel inside the wheel. Ezekiel 10 talks about the wheel inside the wheel. Ezekiel 26 and 24 talks about how that the ring was important for the Ark of the Covenant. And they doubled them up and they put them together. Because the ring of God is important. The ring of God was the strength. The ring of God was the unity. The ring of God was the completeness of who they were. If that doesn't work for you, let's talk about the ring found in Revelations 1 and 8. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come the Almighty. Again, in Revelations twenty two thirteen, 13, he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. What I want you to understand is God always has a ring of success. Well, how do I understand that? Well, I, do, you, do you know the scripture? Does anybody in this room know the scripture that God will not put more on you than you can bear? I'm going to give you a blown away revelation. The reason that you can never have more than you can bear and the reason that we need to change our attitude is because God breathed the breath of life into you. He breathed his breath. He breathed his anointing. He breathed his understanding. He breathed his wisdom. He breathed his strength (laughs) into you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Is there anybody that does not agree? Because we're we're going to have a Wednesday night right here. So we do. If you don't, then forever hold your peace. The Bible tells us because He breathed into us, because we're part of Him, because He made us, because we walk, talk, communicate, yell, scream, cuss. That's not part of Him, but we do. He still breathed into you. So therefore, that part of you that you, you think, well, he will not put more on me than I can bear, that's exactly true because it's not him, it's not you that bears it, it's him. Because he lives within inside of you and you can never get outside of his circle. Why? Because the Bible says that he is all the way in the beginning. He was before you and he is all the way after you. So when something occurs in your life that rocks your world, God already knew. Why? Because he's the A part of the alphabet and he's the Z part of the alphabet and he took care of it long before you came along. You can never get outside of the circle of God. When you come to in unity what you're saying is I'm making my circle bigger I'm making my circle better I'm making my responsibility more I'm doing what God wants me to do so together two are better than one but because the responsibility is on Adam his responsibility Takes another turn. This beautiful colored key with all the reds and yellows and blues, we're going to call this our children. Inside the ring, which is God, we just added responsibility. Right? Oh, but then I've got, we're going to call this red key home, cars. Insurance, jobs. That's a lot of responsibility in one little key, right? Oh Adam, the foundation, has been given more responsibility through the ring, the circle, the wheel of God. It all rests in him. Well, what are you talking about, pastor? These keys rest in the circle of God, right? Well, I've got all kinds of responsibility. I've got the blessing of God. I've got the prosperity of God. I've got all of this stuff because I'm inside the ring of God. I'm inside the understanding of God. I'm inside the wisdom of God. I can never outrun the ring, the circle, the wheel. Because that's what God is for me. He's my salvation, He's my foundation. He's my responsibility. He's my fortification. He's my grace. He's my mercy. He's my strength. He's my power. Listen, when I get in the midst of the struggle, he's the one that gets me out. When I've got cancer in my body, he's the ring is what takes care of me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But that's not all. Not only has he given you great responsibility, he's given you great blessing, he's given you great power. Watch this. You can connect to another ring. Pastor, what do you mean? Because as a man in God's world, all men that know God are connected in his ring. So what I want you to understand is you can come alongside someone and their ring is connected to your ring. Their responsibility, their power, everything they got is, belongs to you. If I walk over to Brian and I say, Brian, I need a key. That key is not going to be inside of my ring because my ring with God is separate than his ring. But watch what happens when I put it on his ring. What happens? I got his ring connected to my ring. That means that a lot of times if I'm in trouble, I can go to Brian and say, Brian, I'm connected to you. God has linked us together. It's a wheel inside a wheel. It's a ring inside a ring. Listen, when I'm struggling, when I'm going through it, I don't know what to do. I've got a brother or sister that can help me. But that's not all. Watch this. Watch this. I can come back here and I can say, I need a key. I need a key. I need a key. Can you help me? Can you bless me? Can you touch me? And then all of a sudden, guess what? I got another key. I got another way to transform my life. I got another way to get help from God, but that's not all. Watch what happens. I can get another key. And listen, this key has different responsibility. has different understanding. It has different transformation that happens in my life. But I'm still inside the wheel. so I can get another key now let me show you what happens these keys are not connected to my keys but we're linked together and I got another key and these keys are not connected to my keys but they're linked together I gotta show you this or it's not complete and look all of a sudden These keys are all separate and they got their own rings. I just got one ring. But then I can get another key. And I can go all around this place. And I can get key after key. Because the man is a responsibility. And the foundation of the family. And what I begin to understand is although I have my own responsibility. Although I have my own foundation. Although that I'm linked together in God. When I come together in the house of God. I suddenly get uh, more responsibility but I also get me w- more resources. Because all these keys unlock different doors. And I may not have the key to unlock the door to that person's salvation, but I'm inside of God and God has the key. Ha! I'm inside of God and God has the foundation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <clears throat> Lord, help me today. It's important, men... That we're inside the circle of God. When you're inside the circle of God, your responsibility does not change. But you become aware of your responsibility. Amen? Amen. Along with responsibility comes choices. When I've got all these choices on my key, Hear what I'm saying to you it's easy if the key is not labeled to make the wrong choice but God has given me this responsibility as a man in the dominion of God hoping because we have freedom that we will make the right choice When my brother's in trouble, I go to him with the key that God has given me to help him out. There's still going to be issues. There's still going to be struggles along the way. There's still going to be problems. But if we rest inside the circle of God, where we're supposed to rest, where we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do, then all this responsibility that God has given us is more blessing than responsibility. I've got to tell you one more thing and then I'm going to let you go home. Are you ready for that one more thing? Before you know it, you have a lot of keys in tandem. And because you have a lot of keys, what you can accomplish is greater than what you do alone. Now, I need to tell you something that is going to seem totally unrelated just for a minute. Happiness is not God's number one goal for your marriage. Pastor, you're totally blowing my mind. It blows my mind when he talks to me too. Number one, I'm not worthy, yeah. but I'm able to commune with him anyway. Why? I'm in a circle. AT and used to have this thing. It's called your circle of ten. AT and thought it was the greatest thing, so they put a commercial out about it, and they had these little bubbles. Boop, 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 Bleep, bleep. That's what the commercial would do, and so they would say, "Dad," and it's this dude. He's wearing a polo shirt, khaki shorts, white socks up to here, with white New Balance tennis shoes. And that's what's funny. I know some people in this room to have them. <laughs> he's standing there. And he's on his phone. And then all of a sudden it goes, "Bloop!" Hello it says, Mom, she's this decked out 50-year-old hottie. Now, why does the dad always look like a goofball? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it goes, bloop, and there's another one. And it says, Shannon, that's the daughter. And it goes, bloop, and then, then they got a Luke. And then bloop, ten, and then it says, now at AT&T. You can have your own friends, your circle of friends, and it is free. They stole that from God. But see, God don't charge you to be part of his salvation. He doesn't charge you to be part of the sheepfold. He doesn't charge you to be in with the responsibility. The Bible says that he just commanded that you do it. I just had to throw that in. That's not even in my notes. This is the last thing I want to tell you. Happiness is not God's number one goal for your marriage. If you make happiness the primary goal in your marriage, when you're not happy anymore, then there's no reason to be married. Amen? Why? Because happiness was the goal. I had a wedding because it made me happy. I went on a honeymoon because it made me happy I bought a house with my new wife because it made me happy but then all of a sudden the bills come and we need a new car and we're having a baby and all this stuff is happening and all of a sudden I'm not so happy anymore if happiness was the goal then 50% of America would be divorced oh wait If happiness was the goal, then 50% of the church would be divorced. Oh, wait. No, 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 it's 49. You guys are good. God established what they are to be about. That is to operate, to function, to comprehend under his rule. Is that, a, is that Agreed. So then God brings all of the animals before Adam to see what Adam would call them. In verse 20, Adam names all the cattle. Now watch. Naming in the Bible is a big deal. Because if you name something in the Bible, you claim authority over what you have named. Amen? It's not someone giving you a word and then disappearing into the darkness of night. It's someone that says, This is what God told me to tell you, and I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to proclaim it because once I gave it a name, I had to stand on it. And we hear that in the church world all the time. I got to hurry. Naming in the Bible is about claiming authority over it, to name it is to own it. There's 1.2 million species. Not to mention all of the subspecies. Adam had a huge job. Adam was so brilliant. God gave him his brilliance inside the ring. He bounced off the presence of God. He was able to name all the animals. God is not going to ever bring you, we know today... To something you cannot handle. If you rest in God. He carries the weight. Come on. You're inside the circle. You're inside the ring. You're inside the wheel inside a wheel. If you want to be a man that God can bring it to. So that you can grab a hold of it. Every time you come into church on Sunday morning. You stand for worship. Ladies, if it's okay, I'm gonna to talk to the men. What you are doing is setting up your week with God. God, this week, I'm gonna be different. This week, every decision that I make, I'm going to put in your hands. This week, when I get out of bed, I'm going to spend time with you. This week, I'm going to change because I'm setting up my week with you. God, I want you to speak directly to me. That is not only for the pastor, that is for the men in this room. Last week, we said that God gave the revelation to the man so that he could give it to his counterpart, his partner. God, we're going to do it together. I'm going to make time to make you priority. I'm going to make you have ownership. So that I can increase your outreach, Father. So that I can increase the community in the church. God, what I'm saying to you is I want you to hear me roar, but I don't want to roar like any lion. I want to roar like your lion. I want to be in your fold. I want to be in your circle. I want to be in your unity. I want to be in your grace. I want to be in the wheel, inside the wheel. I want to be what you want me to be. This is what we're going to do. When the goal is not to be married or marriage for happiness, the goal quickly becomes complete. But you, when you marry to get an understanding of we are going to help each other in the domain with the responsibility that God gave us. And you begin to understand whether I'm happy or whether I'm sad. I'm in the circle of God. I'm doing outreach for God. So then it doesn't become about happiness anymore. It becomes about your responsibility. When it becomes about your responsibility, God works it all out. And happiness becomes a bonus. I can tell you, and this is not part of my message either. There was days that me and my wife didn't get along. There was days that we used to fight like cats and dogs. There was days that she would be so mad at me, she would spit fire. And there was days that I did the same. But when we learned that we were inside God's circle. When we learned that we were to come together in companionship partnership changed everything well why did it change everything because when we got married it was all about us being happy I hear men say this I say it myself happy wife happy life because the goal is happiness but in the unity of God the, the happiness is just given you understand that because you're in the unity with him and so you understand that you can't do your job effectively without her. Well, what do you mean? I don't pay the bills at my house, I don't even know if they get paid. I know that every day I drive a car to work that has a payment, I know every day that I get up in the morning in a house that has a payment. I know when I go to to the hospital, they ask for my insurance card. It takes a payment. I give it to them every time. Without my wife, I would not even be able to eat breakfast in the morning unless I went to McDonald's. Because there'd be no food in the house. Are you following what I'm saying? Ladies, along with all of that, you take care of the children. Along with all of that... You're doing all of this stuff and the men are supposed to take responsibility for their, your children, your family's relationship with God. And what I hear the ladies say is, why is this not happening? I'm asking you. I ain't asking your wife. Because I promise you, This church has exploded. You don't understand because you haven't been here. From what it used to be, God is growing it exponentially. But until we get every man in this room on board with the circle, the preparation, the foundation, the responsibility of God, we're going to be stuck. We're in the last days. If you don't believe that, look at the news. If you don't believe the news, read your Bible. God is asking for the men to stand up. Satan's not going to make it easy for you. Why? Because he's going to fight you. He wants to fight you. Because he knows if he keeps the man down. Where do you think feminism has risen from? If we can push the man out, if we can make the man look stupid. Yeah, men are supposed to look stupid. you know why? Because they got all the responsibility. When someone has responsibility, eventually they're going to look stupid. Because they're going to have to make a decision. Whether you like it or not. And because we are the decision makers, eventually the decision is going to go wrong. Well, if God's in the decision, no, because God allows decisions to go wrong because he wants you to be in his understanding. So whatever decision you make on your own has nothing to do with God. That's why so many times we look stupid because the men's not coming into the worship service and saying, God, I'm setting up my week. I'm praying. I'm giving my life to you. I'm jumping up in the morning and the first thing I do is I'm going to be in prayer. The second thing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do is I'm going to set up my week and give every decision that I make to you. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.